This is Cap and J Hood. Enjoy the show each morning in your Instagrammies at Cap J Hood on Instagram. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Eric Backus threw the bat back, and he threw it right into Abreu's knee, right into his shin. Oh, my gosh. Jose is going to hit now. Yeah. Maybe he gets a free swing at Eric Backus. So Eric Backus <laughs> is the umpire who had, like, just truly an abysmal strike zone in a Cubs game recently. And this is not me, the Cub fan, saying that about his strike zone. The analytics, the stats that were released after were that he was only accurate on, I think, 85% balls and strikes, which is way below what MLB requires. Yet there he was last night, and it wasn't intentional, but he took the bat to get it out of the way because there's going to be a play at the plate. And he throws it out of the way, and it goes right into a Abreu, and down he goes. I thought, oh, God. They just lost another star. Like, another one, and I don't know how your team could continue. I just wasn't happy with that that particular play because Abreu's doing the right thing. In that moment, runner going around third on his way to the plate, and he's in the on-deck circle letting him know, hey, slide or you're good or and put your hands you, up, You right? called a lot of baseball. Yes. So for people out there that don't know what that role is, when you're the on-deck hitter, and the play is going to be at the plate, that's his role. Yes, either put the hands up saying, you're good, just go, just run right in, or bring the hands up and down saying, hey, you got to slide here because it's going to be a close play. Right. And Abreu's doing the right thing, but this idiot umpire, this Bacchus, throws the bat at Abreu, trying to, trying to kneecap him, and then Abreu goes down. Goes down, and I'm thinking, because originally, and this is why we had the great angles with NBC Sports Chicago. Originally, I thought, Abreu, did you slip on the bat? You know how this happens, right? The ball, the ball guy, or the, um, the, the guy that's supposed to be able to move the bat out, the, the bat boy, right? Mm-hmm. He, you know, they're not, they're not as quick as they used to be. You know, if someone hits a, hits a ground ball, the bat boy usually scrambles out there and gets the bat away. Now when someone hits the ball, hits the, ball the bat just sits there. So I thought Abreu slipped on the bat that was just laying on the grass. Mm-hmm. That was my first thought. Mm-hmm. Then we see the great angle from NBC Sports Chicago. This idiot Bacchus throws the bat at the kneecap of Abreu. Abreu goes down like a shot. Right. But the uh, I was talking to you an umpire he? friend of mine last night. I said, so how are you supposed to handle that? He said, well, first of all, he goes, he cannot look where he's throwing the bat because he has to keep his eyes on the play coming in. He goes, because if he turns to go, where am I throwing? Oh, God, there's the, I didn't see it. He said, it, it was just the perfect storm. He said it happened. He goes, there's no intent. You're not trying to take a player out. Yeah. But he said, you're trying to watch the play. You take the bat and you throw it. He goes and... Blank happens. Of course, an umpire would say that for another umpire. That's not a surprise there. They're taking up for one another. All I know is that my guy, when people, when he comes to the plate, people say MVP. And he's trying to do his job. It's like, you're good. You're, I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah, I mean, Help me. Did you not think he was seriously hurt? Why I, are you thinking pain? I was. At the, Ow. I, it was one of those situations <laughs> where the play was unfolding and you were psyched because they scored the run. Mindy. And. <laughs> I'm down. Hoodie, I was. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> out, out, out for the year! 
I thought he was. I was yes, I was legitimately like, oh god, no. No, I was I audibly like just those and last as a week fan, when, you, yes. when you don't know what's going on and you're at home and you're just going, oh, come on. Right. Like, like one of those out loud talking to no, nobody in the room with me. I'm in the kitchen looking at the TV going, no, not a Brayu too. Come on. Right. I like, and you're thinking this could be a terrible and, situation. And last week was Kopech. He went down like there was a sniper in the upper deck. Oh, He's like, grimacing on the grounds. Hody, were you like, I was like, Tony's got to take him out. He can't play this game before he even gets yeah. to the plate. I'm like, I'm like, let's be safe. Oh. When he was standing, I was like, get him out of the game. He doesn't need to play. No, I mean, I, I didn't care about him playing as long as he was healthy. But it just shows you the moxie of the man. He's, he looks at the umpires like, all right, you try to take me out. But you know what? I'm here for you. I'm yeah. going to go out there like a man. And I'm going to stand up there. This idiot Bacchus throwing that bat at that guy's knees like that. You <laughs> moron. <laughs> Taking him out. He's just up there like, hey, you're good. You're good. Oh, God! The knee! When he went down, I immediately thought, okay, on this show, there are two diehards. Hit me! Mindy, help me! Coach, someone help me! It's over! I thought of you and Meller. Season over. I did. No MVP. (laughs) No MVP, Till. That's what I thought was happening, man. So bad. I mean, that's what your guys down there. I saw him go down and I went, oh no, Robert Jimenez Abreu. Like, again, this is not a referendum on Tony LaRusso, so please don't think it is. It's a referendum on what your organization has been able to accomplish. If you go back and look at that injured list from day one, yeah, Jimenez, Robert, Anderson, Lynn, Kopech. Who else has been a uh, angle? You've had uh, Billy Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Like th- those are key people. You can uh, you can go ahead and add Nick Madrigal to the list after last night. That's the unfortunate thing is there oh. was a real injury we actually actually have to be concerned about. I miss. I'm going to miss that pop at the bottom of the lineup. <laughs> that guy can hit <laughs> Madrigal. That guy can hit. I, I don't have much use for his glove, and he, neither does he. But I do like his. I do, do like his bat, though. <laughs> That guy can hit. I I don't know. I'm trying to figure out the right word to use for Madrigal. I don't know if it's opportunistic. I don't know what you would call it, but he just finds a way. I I think I told you this a couple weeks ago. Nick Madrigal is just, he's the embodiment of hit them where they ain't. I mean, whether it's it's high in the zone, down the zone, he's such a little guy up there. He just finds a way to just spray it someplace. He's got great back control. He knows where, you're right, he finds the holes. And in a day and age when that's so, you don't have many guys like that left. Like, there was an era where Nick, you'd have five different Nick Nick Madrigals in your lineup. That's right. You know what I mean? (laughs) You'd have, they'd they'd be the first, second, and then probably the seventh and eighth hitter were Nick Madrigal types back in the 70s and the 80s. That is correct. And so it wasn't a novelty. But now they're they're like uh, completely extinct. Nick Madrigals don't exist in baseball. He's one of the, he's like the only guy who does what he does. And it's fun to watch, but he had the uh, hamstring injury last night that uh, might keep him on the shelf for a while. That's too bad. I mean, it's just one after another, but we're seeing it around baseball. Hamstring injuries are so prevalent. Because coming from 60 games to 162, the human body just cannot handle the pounding. Yes. So I just, you know, I, I get a kick out of this series, though, because 
Yes, the Sox did fall short. Uh, Lynn gave a really good outing. I was very happy to see that. Manoa. Manoa, that was his third, I believe his third start overall. So he's a young pitcher for them. Yeah. He, he, he pitched pretty well, and he, the bullpen held up really well for the uh, Blue Jays as well. You, Yeah, Manoa actually, uh, it was his third start. His first start, he was dynamite against the Yankees. I was concerned last night because uh, Alec Manoa has some really good stuff. He's actually their top pitching prospect. Might be their best pitcher in a year from now. But he got some help from, as Cap was pointing out, Backus was uh, was helping Manoa out a little bit last night on uh, a few of those strike calls. Yeah. It wasn't just against the Cubs. Last night was bad for Backus No, he as well. needs work on – I'm plate, sure yeah. he's well, a hard he worker should... and he's smart. His technique calling balls and strikes has got to be at issue with how they're taught because he's awful. Yeah, but you can't learn it at the major league level, right, Hoodie? Oh, that's true. Agreed. That's true. And, Agreed. By, and by the way, again, I blame the umpire because Abreu is even off in the, in the defensive area as well. He's never, he never misses a catch. Like I was that. initially so mad at Jake Lamb. I thought he did something where he barreled into him. I assumed it was Jake <laughs> Lamb who was responsible for taking out Abreu. I had, I had no idea it was a bat throw from the ump. See, unbelievable. So, but you know what? It's a good. It's, this is an interesting series. We're talking about measuring stick series, right? And then the Sox have done a great job against teams under 500. This is a good, scrappy Toronto team, and they're mad because they can't go home. They're all over the place like vagabonds. Yeah, they were Dunedin, Florida, <laughs> to Buffalo. They can't even. They can't even go home. So all they have is each other. So that today so battle cap. That's a. And then on top of that, it does make you feel old when you see Guerrero Jr. and Bichette out there. And you already saw their dads play. It's crazy. What did you mention yesterday? Charlie Hayes. Charlie Hayes' kid, yeah. Cabrian Hayes with yeah. the Pirates. Yeah. Uh, you just mentioned two more. Yeah. Bo Bichette. Yeah. And, Vlad, Vlad Guerrero Jr. And then Tyler said that uh, Bobby Witt Jr. is in the minor leagues. No, he's yep. a stud prospect. He's the guy that missed, uh, missed the plate. Yes, home well, plate two days ago. I don't ago. think he missed the plate. If you if you go back and watch, you can see. They called him out. They called him out, but that, that was a bit of a ump show. It was close. All right. Players and coaches are gushing. Gushing. About Justin Fields. And a newspaper in town's gushing about someone else. We'll hear about all of it. Our White Sox recap you just heard brought to you by Duncan. Uh, America runs on Duncan. Hoodie's drinking Duncan right now. We'll be right back. Cap J Hood. Our new morning show. Follow on Instagram at Cap J Hood. This is ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. There's nothing more old man than not being able to remember your Amazon password. I couldn't. I got an email <laughs> while we were at break, and I can't remember the freaking password. There's a, it's, it's all logged in normally. This is like a compute, community computer. I Code is studly. Code is studly. We're fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, man. I mean, Cap. Either it's not important to do now, or you're going to have to put this in your phone of like a list of passwords. You know, that's in your phone. I have all of them. Okay. I just, we were coming back and I thought I knew it. I need it now. <laughs> this is a good deal. Value. 20% off. Damn he, it. He's hoping if he gets the order in soon enough, Hoodie, that it'll the package will be there when he arrives home today from the radio right. show. Damn it. 1130. Damn it. 
<laughs> like, come on, man. You only have a few tries before they lock you out. I think I've already reached Code that. is Studley. Code is Studley. We're fine. Did you try Studley? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I did not. Anyway, we, on. we have a dilemma in our parking garage. You'll get the value. You'll get the package at some point. You just got to wait. Just be patient. You're so impatient. Anyway. I need it now. Amazon, help me. Ask Mindy. She knows what it is. Just reach out to her. I'll call her a break. Mindy, what's the password to Amazon? She's in an important high-level meeting. and Yeah, yeah, honey. The, the password for Amazon. I'm in a meeting. <laughs> Just wanted to know. 3% off. Hurry. <laughs> Just wait. I mean, you locked yourself out. The whole Code break. is Studley. Code is Studley. We're fine. <laughs> now. No. That's, come on. We got a show to do. <laughs> that Amazon will wait. Anyway. You were saying. You were in the, our parking garage. <sighs> you park on a particular floor, the same floor every day. Yes. I park on a particular floor. And there's not assigned spots. No. The only people that get assigned spots are Mike, our boss, and Zetterman. Because he stole a former employee's assigned spot. Stole? <laughs> That's good to know. All right. Yeah. Yes. All right. right? Am I exaggerating? Did he still? I, I, w- I would say Danny, and it's not even Danny's spot as much as uh, he gets in here first. So he has dibs on it. You know, that's he's the one who rolls in here earlier than everyone else. So that's why he gets it. Right. So he pilfered a, it, those are more expensive spots. Uh-huh. He pilfered it. I see. You and I are way up high. Yeah. 11, 12. And this guy. I say hello to God every morning. Shake hands with him. That's how, how high. Are you? <laughs> that's, that's how high that I am. It takes two hours to get from the top <laughs> all the way to the bottom. Got a show. Let's go. Oh, man. By the way, Hoodie and I, 99.9% of the time, we walk out together. Yep. And we were walking to the elevator. Sidebar. The other day. Sidebar, mm-hmm. may I approach? Uh-huh. Brought to you by Kenneth Allen Law. I opened the door to like the little, what would you call that? The little lobby part. Lobby, yes. And we have monthly passes. Yes. But there's the machine where you pay if you're like a daily parker. Yes. And the doors to the, one of the, there's two elevators. Mm-hmm. The door to one of them, out of nowhere, we haven't even hit the button yet. No. Opens. And there's this guy, You all you see is him from, like, like the chest his down. sternum up. Yeah. And he's in a socks hat. He's standing in the elevator shaft. But he's at the bottom, though. He's on the floor. Right? You don't see his whole body. You just see, kind of like, you know, Adam's family, you rang. He just, he, just, oh, he just comes out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. In a socks hat. And we're, and we're looking down. This is the elevator that hasn't worked for five months, by the way. Six months. And we're just looking down. And he goes, and we just, it just opens out of, out of nowhere. You rang. Hey, guys, how's it going? Yeah, what's up? What are you doing down there, Sox fan? It startled the hell out of us. Because we had no idea. Like, we didn't know that he, it was even going to open or work. And that guy, just you could barely see him. Look like a little creature down there. Did. It's like, what the, what the hell are you doing down there? Just trying to fix the spring in this thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. So was he, could you see the car at all? Or was he just in the shaft and the car was... He was just in the shaft, and the car was, like, right above him. Yeah. Okay, so so you saw the upper portion was the car, and then below in the shaft was... His head. Always (laughs) on his head. Barely his shoulders. It opens up, and it's like a little guy down there. We thought he was a Martian. We did. Just like, what what, what the hell's going on there? And then I said, hey, he's in a socks hat. Hey, guys, how's it going? Like, do you have have shoulders and hands? Do you you have a body? It was the creepiest thing. When that door opened, 
you just saw the bottom of it. You didn't see like the full body. It was just the guy at the bottom at the floor of the thing. You just saw his little socks cap and he was there trying to fix stuff. He's working. Right. So, so it, it wasn't even half and half. The car was actually probably two-thirds Down. to three-fourths of terms of your vision, what you could actually see. Right. Yes. And then his head just below it. Yeah, That's just awesome. popping up. Hey, how's it going? You rang. Yeah. Yes, Lurch, I'd like to have a cup of tea. Like, he came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. This is like, and then he says, I'll have this thing fixed today. You'll be good to go tomorrow. Because with only one elevator, sometimes there's a wait. Yes. And the next day, that elevator was working. And then two days later, not so much. And now it's been several days, yes. and that elevator is still blocked off with a garbage can. Yes, because that's class. Yeah. That's, that's, it's official. Days, makes it more official. During, the, during COVID-19, that's class. Just yeah. put a garbage can in front put of it. Put a dirty garbage can in front of that door. Can't use that one. Rat-infested garbage can. To just, just keep the doors open <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, until lurch comes from the bottom there again. Exactly. you right. Parts on back order from Germany. It's unbelievable how much it takes. I, I used my Amazon password 10 times and I couldn't get the part. <laughs> Code is studly. Code is studly. We're fine. So anyway, you're in the garage yeah. on your floor and you notice that some jackaloon yeah. decides... He wants his car to take up two spots so that he feels like he's got a safe space around him. I saw this truck, and it's on Cap J Hood on Instagram and Twitter. I want people to be able to see how this guy parked. He's got his big, he's got his big truck there, and he's taking up two spaces. You tell me. Like, I think he could fit in one space. Clearly, he doesn't want to get dinged by another car, but there's a way for you to park. You can park other places to make sure that your truck's not dinged. Now, well, I know a lot of our listeners drive trucks, uh-huh. whether it's for work or because it's convenient for their home or whatever. How do you handle parking in these spaces? Because taking two spaces, the way he parked, is absolute nonsense. Yeah, it's a pickup truck. It's not like a, a you know a huge truck. It's right. a pickup truck. Right. It's a Chevy Silverado or a Ford... F-150 or whatever it is. So you tell me and tell us, like, how do you handle parking? Because have you gotten dinged often? Do you take up two spaces? Because I just think that anybody that takes up two spaces just because it's just a jack. No question about it. Like, just flat out a jack. Now, we have all the examples of this, even with small cars, too, where they're back their way, they're butterfly their way in. Correct. And, I mean, that's, that's not right either. No. Like, I want to be able to have my spot. I've got between the yellow line and to be able to put my car in right there perfectly. The technology in today's cars where you actually have the, the rear view mirror, you have like the little replay box there, right? right. There. And it shows you if yeah. you're in the lines. Yes. So you can be able to do it perfectly now. As Miller always tells you, because you have technology, it's easier to do anything, including cooking on YouTube. You can do anything that you want because of technology, right? Y'all should be five-star chefs. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what he always says. So, I mean, just the way some of these people park, like, dude, you can't take two spots. And if you do take two spots, especially in the city, maybe you won't have a windshield when you come back. Well, some of them don't even pull all the way into the spot. So the ass end of the car is sticking out. I'm like, really? So my friend Sarah Lauk, yes. who works for NBC, Sarah has taken it upon herself over the last few years she takes a photo of anyone that parks like a jackass yeah. and tweets it out with their license plate. Oh, though. with the license plate. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, yep. Now, playing the role of defense attorney here, I'm not oh. saying I advocate this type of behavior, but playing the role of defense attorney, I would ask the question, because it is a big truck, 
are they doing other people a favor? Because if they do pull into one, if they try and squeeze into one spot, are they making it more difficult on other parkers because they won't have room to open their door if they park next to this person? Do you think that's possible, Heidi? I would, if if I knew it was going to be a tight squeeze all the way around, I'd park to the top. Like like all the way go go way I think that's a way fair that's a fair point I agree I would, uh, because I think some of the spaces are wider and if they're not look man if it's early in the morning or if it's late at night no one's parking those spots if I park up top I think I could get away with it than parking at level three level two now you're just being a bad guy it's like I'm just gonna pull in because I'm bigger than you if you'll pardon the expression all right check out the picture on our Twitter account at Cap J Hood K A P J H O O D yeah, is that a bad guy? Yeah. Do you own a truck, you know, like a, a pickup truck like that? How do you handle that? 312 332 3776.